Welcome back to part two of the takedown, recorded with Damian Hahn. Steve and Damian are talking about the new practice facility that the wrestling program's trying to build with the Frost expansion. We pick up where we left off. Enjoy. We appreciate your candor and honesty about all that. What's needed to get that facility built? Is it is it a lead donor or what? It, what is it? So we have we have uh, we have a handful of uh, the funds in place. Um, really, what it's going to come down to right now, uh, you know, we've been talking about the renovation of Frost, and uh, uh, we are kind of tied to that a little bit, <clears throat> uh, the renovation. And so uh, I'm actually going to be meeting with with Justin here. Um, you know, we got to get through this get through this uh, uh, scholarship auction this weekend. Uh, we're going to sit down next week and kind of go over budgets and, you know, everything with, with what has happened, you know, with the, you know, the COVID-19 and everything. Uh, there's a lot of scared, scared uh, people. And, um, and that's across, across the country. And especially at, you know, the higher education, you know, level, uh, you know, with, with sports, you know, football and, and you know, basketballs and stuff like that, the, the really big gener- revenue generating sports. So, um, we're going to sit down next week and talk about budgets and, and uh, what we need to do um, uh, from a athletics, athletics department. Um, you know, if we're going to lose stuff in regard to um, finances, uh, you know, because if we don't have football season, that's going to hurt, right? That's going to hurt. And so we got to, we got to, we got to kind of prepare for some of that and uh, everybody's got to do their part. So um I'll meet with him about that. And then um, we will be meeting about the facility uh, shortly after and really kind of gauging what to do now, because I think um, some things have kind of been slowed down a little bit with, uh, with some of the funding efforts, but uh, you know, this is, this is um, a huge priority, not only to me, but you know, to Justin and our administration. I mean, we want to show uh, that, yeah, we can still make progress and we can still move forward with what we're trying to do. So um, I have been, I've gone back and forth with, uh, uh, you know, the architecture company that, that, that was hired. Uh, we have done, I don't know how many rendition of plans. Um, and I think we got it. I think we got it, you know, done to a point. <clears throat> and now it's just going to be a matter of, uh, um, where, right. Where on this project are we going to be able to go? And, uh, from there, uh, we'll sit down and, uh, look at, some, look at some of the, the, the final financing of, uh, where we're at. How do we need more? Do we need, or do we have it all? Um, and then going to the board, going to the board, um, the board this fall, <clears throat> we go to the board this fall and then, uh, then we present it and we show them what we have and then we go from there and then, you know, then, then the steps go to legislation and then it gets signed off on. And then my goal, my goal is to hopefully have a shovel in the ground next spring when the, when the ground thaws. I mean, that is, uh, that's my goal, um, because legislation usually happens in what, January, February. And then once you get that signed off, then you can get moving. And so, uh, that's the goal. Um, that's kind of the, the, the layout. Um, could it change? I mean, hell man, this is life, right? Anything happens. Um, 
Uh, and I'll tell you right now with what has happened with, you know, the country and, 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 and this, and this pandemic, dude, anything, anything's possible. Right. I mean, I didn't think we were going to be in this situation. Um, a couple weeks ago, a month ago, I didn't think we were going to be in the, I didn't think the NCAA tournament was going to get canceled. I mean, I don't think anybody did. So, like I said, you know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared, um, you know, to, to take, take whatever comes at you in some, in some regard. Um, but you better believe, man, I, I, I'm, I'm full, full, full steam ahead when it comes to this facility. This facility is absolutely, and I know some people might think I'm crazy, but this facility is everything everything to this program and uh not only not only will it change the landscape uh for south dakota state but our 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 athletes our student athletes um they need it they need it you know if we want to if we want to elevate you know what we're trying to do um it's it's like keeping up with the joneses right I mean, that's why we have a, a beautiful practice facility for basketball. That's why we have that stadium, right? I mean, it's keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, every, every recruit, is it needed? No, you need a damn mat on the ground and a partner. That's what you need. But, you know, every, every kid wants that new shiny bike. And uh, you got to be able to, 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 to provide that in some regard if you want to keep getting the best kids. And so we're getting our kids now because of the vision, the vision and, 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 and this facility that we're going to build. Um, and then when they can actually feel it, when they can step foot in it and actually see it, it's going to be amazing. It will kind of like, like Coach Stig selling selling the vision of the stadium when he was living out of trailers <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, right let's let's talk for a bit just about justin sell like how great is yeah. that guy would would he be even would he be even ended up at south dakota state if not for him i i know i know like you said you weren't unhappy at cornell but that guy that guy's something special i feel like um i'll i'll, I'll be honest um it, 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 one of the reasons is because of the opportunity that I saw, right? The opportunity that I saw where this program could go. Uh, but the opportunity would never have been there if it wasn't for Justin and, and his vision, right? Uh, Cornell University has an athletic director by the name of Andy Noel. <clears throat> Andy Noel wrestled in college for Franklin and Marshall. Uh, he coached, he was the head coach at Cornell, late 70s, early 80s. And then uh, he got out of got out of uh, academia, came back, and he was the athletic director. And he's been the athletic director uh, for uh, I don't even know how long now, um, decade or more. And so, yeah, more than a decade. I mean, he was the athletic director before I got there. <clears throat> and so, uh, he is obviously a wrestler at heart. And I I tell people, and and, and Rob would say the same. Um, the reason why Cornell is having the success that they have is because of their support, right? And that comes from the top. That comes right from Andy, and it trickles down. So if you don't have that support, man, it's tough. You can win despite your administration, but when you have their support, possibilities are endless. So um, when I got the phone call from Justin, again, I knew nothing about South Dakota or South Dakota State. And uh, I got the phone call and I, I went into our, 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 the bedroom and I took it and um, 
I get off the phone. It was probably a half hour or so. I get off the phone and I come out and my wife, Terry, she's like, how'd that go? And I looked at her and I go, that dude is flipping awesome. Like just his, just his energy, uh, his vision. Um, it was, it was like, it, it was spot on. And it reminded me of a younger version of Andy Noel. And for that to happen, man, it takes a lot because there's nobody like Andy. And that dude is, uh, he's amazing what he's been able to do. Um, so I get off the phone and I tell, I tell Terry, I'm like, he's awesome. And, uh, and I can just see in her face and, and I looked at her and, and she goes, so this is a real possibility. And I was like, it might be, you know? And so we continue to talk, uh, uh, through the, through the week, the weekend. And if it was up to him, he was flying me out that day. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, Justin, listen, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got to get some stuff in order here. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, so on. And so we, um, when I came out and then I met him, sat down and talked to him and I met the administration, I met, you know, all the people involved. Um, it was comfortable. It was, uh, it was, it wasn't, I, I was, so I'm sitting in our, our home office here and my wife has been uh, kind of doing some rearranging and cleaning and stuff like that. And she came across a notebook and um, in that notebook had all my questions about SDSU and it had categories had academics, athletics, support, all this kind of stuff. And then there was one section that says Justin Sell. And the first question goes, is this guy for real? Like that was the first question that I had. And I was going to ask whoever I could come in contact with when I got out here on the interview. And everybody that I talked to said, yes, you know, yes. And, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, and, and I get it, you know, people are going to tell you what you want to hear. Um, but it, it was, it, it's, it's held true. It's held true. Um, you know, he is, he, he, his vision, his leadership is, uh, is, is spot on. And, you know, and so, and we've had, we've had multiple discussions on, on numerous different topics of this program where we want to go, um, you know, the facility, the facility has been, you know, one of the biggest things for, for, for me. Um, and, uh, it's, it, it's, uh, the thing that I like most is, yeah, I mean, I can go down to his office and shut the door and just have a candid conversation and, you know, walk out and, 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 and then we go back to work, um, which is nice. Um, you know, you have some athletic departments out there that these coaches, the only time they're seeing the AD is when something bad's coming down the pipe, you know, and uh, I don't feel like we have, you know, I don't, we don't have that here. And, and, and literally, whether it's, you know, walking into his office or, you know, I mean, heck he lives, you know, big Brookings is, and then you can walk across town in 10 minutes for the most part. So, you know, he lives right down the road. Uh, so, uh, everybody's accessible. So it's, um, yeah. Uh, Justin, Justin is a major, a major factor. Why, why, why myself, my family, is uh, sitting here in, in Brookings, um, and we're part of this uh, Jack Rabbit family. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I do. Uh, 
have a lot of respect, a lot of respect for, for him and his leadership. And so it's uh, it's a good thing. I mean, you look at his track record and what he's been able to do while his time here at South Dakota State, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. I think we'd all agree with that. Um, so you have a chance to bring in any program you want for the duel at Frost. Who are you bringing in? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it, 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 it's uh, at this point right now, um, you know, I, I would like to, you know, our Big 12 schedule, it, I mean, the Big 12 conference is the second best conference out there. You know, uh, obviously, you know, Big 10, you know, it has more schools, 14 schools. And, uh, you know, they are, they are, I guess you could say, you know, the, the gold standard if you want. Um, but the Big 12 is not too far behind. And we just have less schools. And um, so I like our Big 12 schedule. I like having Oklahoma State and some, you know, some, some uh, uh, historic programs like Oklahoma, you know, Iowa State, and some of those guys. Uh, I think in time when, uh, when I don't want to bring in a team to South Dakota State, like let's say Iowa, for instance. Are we at Iowa's level right now? I don't believe we are, right? I mean, Iowa was looking to try and put 10, 10, 10 people on the podium this year. Um, you know, and so I, I, in time, hell, let's bring them in. Let's bring Iowa in, you know, and I, and I think we'll, we'll be able to compete, you know, in, in, in time, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the big school, Penn state or, you know, something like that. I mean, heck, we already, we already wrestled Oklahoma state. Um, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, what I'm saying in time, um, we beat you and I this year, <clears throat> we beat you and I, you and I beat Oklahoma state. Right. So I remember now for us this year, it was all about matchups, matchups, right? Every single person needed to do their part for us to succeed. Now for dual meets, you can do that in, in a tournament. You need to actually score points if you want to actually do well. Um, so, but in a dual meet situation, we had a couple of situations where we had a guy uh, uh, who was not even ranked wrestling a top five guy in the country. Now, if we lose and we can only give up a decision, he's getting three points. That's it. That's a win for us, right? And so everybody did their part, and we beat you and I. So I think like a week or so later or however long later, you and I beats Oklahoma State. And then I'm hearing rumblings, and they're like, we're going to beat Oklahoma State, you know, jackrabbits, you know, they're going to kill them, you know, or whatever. And I'm sitting there like – We've already played it in our head. And I'm like, hell, we do not match up well with Oklahoma State, you know? And sure enough, we did not match up well. We won one match out of, uh, out of that duel. And the one match we won was kind of an upset. You know, the one match we, we thought we were going to win, we actually got upset. So, um, and also we get a guy hurt in the duel. And, and, and so, you know, things happen. But I, I believe in time with w the direction we're going to go and, and, and the kids that we're bringing in into our program, you know, we're going to be able to bring in Nebraska. We're going to be able to bring in, you know, you know hopefully maybe an Iowa or, uh, you know, hell, Cornell, you know, bring in a Cornell, Minnesota. You know, we wrestle them every year and, uh, you know, they're, they're a tough team. So um, I think uh, we have some great, great teams around us and, uh 
you know, I, I guess you could say from a regional standpoint, if you wanted to say Iowa would be the key, um, you know, you, you could say that. And uh, I don't know. They brought Iowa here, I don't know how many years ago. And I don't even remember. It was three. I'm not sure. But I don't even remember the, the, the score. You know, I, I don't even remember, you know, the, the duel. I don't um, remember it being all that close. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, It was great. good, but. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Close. Uh, but, you know, you bring in a team like that, hell, I want to beat them, right? You know, I want to, and especially on our, on home turf, you know, I want to bring in a team. I want to bring, I want to bring them in when, uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, are we there yet? No, I don't think so from a team standpoint. Um, I think we, uh, we have a little bit of ways to go and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we, we've started. Literally, we started from scratch. I, I feel, you know, when um, when I when I got here. So, um, you know, I, I, the progress we're making is good. But um, you know, we'll we'll eventually bring in, you know, we'll, you know, an Iowa, Penn State, something like that, and then uh, that'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Is there anyone that would feel better to beat at home or anywhere than Iowa? I mean, are they the still the gold standard? Um, Penn State, maybe. You know, if. <laughs> Would it be nice to beat an Iowa Penn State? Yeah, it would. Um, for me, you know, it's um, Iowa's particularly big in our area. I think, though, true, true. But I think, uh, I think for us and our staff, um, it would probably be a Minnesota mm. because you know I, we went to Minnesota. Me and Dardanes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last two years we've lost uh, to Minnesota. I don't know if SCSU has ever beaten Minnesota, <clears throat> um, but uh, they're a big rival for us because we, we are so close. Uh, you know, the history of, you know, myself and Chris. And um, so, and, 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 you know, wrestling is a small world and we, we know all the coaches, but, you know, I have a personal relationship with Brandon and, and Luke and those guys. So, you know, I wouldn't mind razzing them a little bit, you know, when the Jackrabbits, you know, beat the Gophers and, you know, they'll do the same. They'll do the same if, if, if it's the other way around, you know, it was the same at Cornell, you know, uh, uh, Cornell had their rivalry with Lehigh and, and stuff but when we wrestled minnesota it was a little more heated because you know i went there and so it, you know it, it, it's all in good fun um uh but yeah i'd say for 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 me right now it'd probably be the gophers you know that's that that would be a a nice a nice dual meet victory and you know this year when when we beat you and i um that was huge for cody you know that was huge for cody <laughs> um that meant a lot you know so uh yeah we each have our own our own little wants and uh so yeah that would be mine okay who, who is the most pivotal pivotal influence in your wrestling career coach mentor other who was it goodness there you know and maybe it's just me um but every question that uh, you, you guys ask it's not an easy answer it really <laughs> um because i so the most influential person in my life, uh, the the hero, the role model, the anything you could ever imagine, uh, my father. Okay, um, he uh, everything, and uh, I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for his 
guidance, mentorship, and uh, just being a friend. Um, so that that's kind of where it all starts. And then I have been very lucky, um, fortunate to have amazing people around me. Um, you know, I go from I go from you know New Jersey to Minnesota, and uh, I got Jay Robinson, I got Marty Morgan, uh, Joe Russell, and Mark Schwab, and and those guys took me in. And literally, I was a punk kid from New Jersey that had a big head, and I I, I I'll beat anybody. And you know, let me tell you, uh, um, they took me in and and uh, really helped me grow as a person. Um, and so I owe a lot to them, uh, you know, Marty in particular, uh, you know, he was a huge influence on me and, uh, um, helped me through my time at, um, you know, at Minnesota. And then, you know, I left Minnesota and went to Cornell and, uh, <clears throat> I was still training. And at that time when I wrestled at Minnesota, after I graduated, I was wrestling for the Minnesota storm. And then I went to Cornell and, um, I wrestled for the NYAC at that time. And I, you know, I remember going into the Olympic trials in 08 and, you know, my dad has already passed. Uh, you know, he, he, he was, he was my coach growing up. He, uh, uh, huge fan supporter and, um, you know, going into the trials, uh, you know, I had my NYAC coaches and, um, it was, it was before the tournament, uh, you know, Marty was there and he was coaching the storm guys. And, uh, you know, I, I went up to Marty and I said, Marty, I need you, you know, I need, you know, can you coach me? And, uh, and he was like, hell yeah. And so it was like, it was like, uh, um, you know, uh, rejoining party, you know, just, it, it made me feel comfortable. And, uh, I probably wrestled the best I, I did since leaving Minnesota. And, um, you know, I, I owe, I owe some of that to Marty and, uh, you know, his, his mentorship and friendship. And so, um, then I leave and, you know, I'm, I'm at Cornell and I spent 12 years with Rob. Um, I could never, never repay that man for what he has done for me, my family, uh, for my career. Um, he, he, he came, he came in, in my life at a point where, uh, was, it, it, it was huge. It really was. Um, now I'm a young adult. Um, you know, I'm, I'm married and, uh, my dad passes away and, and you know, uh, I don't have that, that father, that they you know, that father figure. And, he uh he came he came at a point in my life and, and and i learned so much um whether he knows it or not i mean i learned so much from from him and how to run a program how to really re invest into what we're trying to do and build in the relationships so um everything that i've learned you know from him and my time at cornell um, is what, is what I implement here. And, um, so I, again, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate to be surrounded by amazing people. Um, and every single person plays a, a part, plays a role in my, in my life and, and really my, my journey, I guess you can say. And, uh, you know, Rob, Rob was, uh, very instrumental in 
a lot of it, you know, for the last 12 years, uh, he's been, and he, and still to this day, I mean, I was texting with him yesterday. And so he is one of my best friends. Um, I look up to him and I, I, I will forever be indebted to that man. So yeah, I've, I've been fortunate. Yeah. Um, give me your favorite wrestling move. If you had a go-to move or your favorite move, what is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it'd probably be a high crotch. I mean, that's, that's what I'm good at. Uh, you know, we, we are, we are creatures of habit and, um, you know, and we're, and I, I like to say wrestlers are pretty stubborn. So, um, we're creatures of habit, wrestlers are stubborn. And so if something's working, they're not going to be too quick to throw it out the window. So I would have to say definitely, you know, high crotch, that's probably one of my best attacks. And, uh, go-to that's my go-to okay who's your favorite wrestler of all time Ooh, favorite wrestler of all time goodness gracious could be wwf could be actual wrestling <laughs> right right uh, favorite wrestler of all time Maybe well <laughs> um you know I, I remember watching john you know john smith you know he uh for me, got a lot of it started, uh, got that, that, that thinking, that vision, that those goals, you know, I mean, he, he did that. And then, uh, you know, I remember watching guys like Dave Schultz and, 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 and Kenny Monday and, um, you know, they all, uh, you know, have, have inspired people, uh, you know, and, and myself as well. Um, so, but I'd say to kick it all off, you know, probably John, you know, I mean, watching him wrestle, um, he was, man, he he was, I mean, in my mind, he was like years ahead, years ahead. I felt like, and, and what do I know? I'm, I'm, I'm eight years old. Right. But I'm watching him wrestle. I'm like, this dude is amazing. You know? So, uh, probably John. So we, we've talked quite a bit on our podcast about the talent level here in South Dakota. How do you view that as it relates to D1 talent? Um, so I think people need to, I don't want to say understand, but okay. I went, I went to the Minnesota State Tournament, right? And I went, to, I went to the South Dakota State Tournament as well. I go to the Minnesota State Tournament. And literally in the Twin Cities area, there is more people than the entire state of, Minnesota, of South Dakota. I mean, it's just facts, right? So it's more densely, like, so, so it's more densely populated. So they have more, you know, um, more wrestlers, you know, it's just maybe the level of competition might be a little bit better. I mean, I, 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 I don't, that's going to be more top level guys is what yeah, you can say. Now I'm now that does not mean that South Dakota doesn't have the talent. It does, but it doesn't have the abundance like some of the other states. <clears throat> I mean, we had this past year, we had the number one, I mean, I'd say, I mean, top five best wrestlers in the country coming out of South Dakota. The dude's going to play football, right? I mean, yeah, break breaks my heart, right? Um, because when you get one like that, like it, it's like you got to try and hold on to it as best you can, and uh, 
you know, it's hard when he's a heavyweight and, you know, I mean, he's, he's, yeah. And he's having trouble making weight from what I have. Right. Right. So he's, you know, he's getting deep, you know, big, big power five D one offers for football. It's like, dude, you know, it's it's hard to compete. Um, But the talent level in South Dakota, uh, it's there. Um, You know, with, um, with it being so, um, uh, you know, spread out per se, uh, you know, you got to look, you got to look and uh, the, the best kids are going to stand out. I mean, we've had, we've had over the years, I mean, good wrestlers come out of South Dakota, right? I mean, we've had all Americans at South Dakota state, you know, division one, division two, heck we've had national champions, you know, coming out of South Dakota. Uh, we've had Olympians that have come out of South Dakota. Um, but it's not like they're, they're being produced every single year. You know, um, you know, it, 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 uh, I don't want to say it's few and far between, but there is, there is talent. Um, you know, uh, we just gotta, we gotta keep trying to try our best to keep that talent as close to home as possible. Now, <clears throat> you know, trust me, I've been, uh, I've been asked multiple times, uh, you know, you need to recruit more South Dakota kids, you know, and, and let me tell you, uh, it's not that we're not recruiting. Okay. Um, I have a roster limit. Okay. I have a roster limit that I need to try and try and keep and, and, and not go over because then I'm starting to flirt with some title nine issues and I don't want to have to deal with that. So, um, you know, we have a roster limit and, you know, it, it, we have, we've had some kids in the past where you know, the last two years that we've recruited and for one reason or another, uh, we, we went in separate ways. Um, maybe he doesn't fit into, you know, our lineup. Maybe, um, <clears throat> it, uh, uh, social, you know, socially, we didn't think he was a good fit or, uh, you know, we didn't, we weren't offering, you know, enough to entice him to come. Um, so there, there's a lot of factors that plays into it. Um, but we're going to keep recruiting South Dakota kids and there's no doubt about it. And I think, um, I keep, I keep beating a dead horse, but I'm telling you right now, one of the things that will change, uh, you know, some of it is when we get this facility built, that's going to change a lot of it. And, um, but you know, when you deal with, when you deal with, uh, uh, roster caps, um, and every program, you know, has it, um, you know, you gotta be very selective and bring in, um, I don't want to use the word right type of right types of kids. That's not, that's not it. But you also got to bring kids that fit into your, into your need. Right. And sometimes there's a kid that, you know, we, we really don't need. Um, and we might have, we might have something inve- invested in, in, into what we already have here that we don't have the funds to, you know, or, or, you know, the scholarship dollars to go out and get. So, um, no, I'm going to keep recruiting South Dakota kids and uh, try and keep our best here. That's just the the bottom line. But it doesn't always work out like that, you know. And, but I'm going to do my damnedest. You 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 can guarantee that. Is there one specific thing that you look for in a recruit? What is the one thing? Um, I love, I love a kid that loves to compete. <clears throat> Okay. Loves to compete. Um, and you can, you can tell, um, you can watch a kid over and over and over and 
you have kids that look like they like to compete. Um, and then they wrestle someone really good and they change their style. They don't, they're not as offensive. They're not hitting the same things. Um, that to me, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, that's like a bully, right? A bully, you know, picks on the, the, the smaller guy. And then when a big guy stands up, you kind of like, ooh, all right, I'm going to tone it down a little bit. I want that guy that wants to compete. That doesn't matter who he's wrestling. He's going to go out there and he's going to shoot. He's going to attack. He's going to do all those things. Um, you know, I, I tell the story about Gabe Dean. I watched Gabe Dean wrestle. Um, it was either Flow Nationals or, yeah, it was Flow Nationals. And he wrestled a guy by the name of Morgan McIntosh. Morgan McIntosh was from California, went to Penn State. He was the number one recruit in the country. He was a senior. Gabe Dean was a junior. And um, Morgan McIntosh was all world. I mean, he was the number one recruit in the country. He ended up being a three-time All-American, you know, good. Um, but in high school, he throttled guys. Now, I watched Gabe Dean, little boy Gabe Dean, go out there, and he got annihilated. <clears throat> I think he got teched. I mean, he was just getting throttled. But he got up. He took him down. He met Morgan McIntosh, got up, took Gabe down. Gabe got out. He kept going after him. He got taken down again, taken down again, taken down again. But he never stopped. He kept going after this kid. He didn't give a damn who he was. You know, he, he was relentless, even though, you know, he, he got beat up, but you saw potential, right? You saw a kid that, hey, man, never say die. And when you're watching some of those movements that he's doing, you're like, all right, you know, he's got some skill. He's just getting overpowered. He's just getting overwhelmed, you know, with how good this guy is. But he didn't take a back seat. He wasn't going to say, oh, God, I'm wrestling more than Macintosh. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. You know, he literally, he loved to compete. So that's what I like. I want to see a guy that loves to compete. Um, that's hard to teach, right? It's hard to teach that. Um, some kids are just naturally gifted. Some kids are just, you know, men amongst boys, and, and they just dominate. Um, but the ones that truly love it, uh, that's, that's, those are the ones, man. Those are the ones that, uh, you can, you could do something with and they could, they, they could turn in something special. So I got, I got a little piece to share with you about Cade DeVos. We asked him, uh, if you're having a bad day, who don't you want to wrestle in practice? <laughs> and, do you remember I that, Chad? Do. I, I do. Yeah. And, and the whole time coach is talking about guys, I have this guy in mind. The uh -huh. kind of guys so, he likes. This uh -huh. is the guy who comes to mind. And you're not going to wrestle Cam Simons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what Cade said. If you want to have a bad day, wrestle, uh -huh. wrestle Coach Simons. Or, or, or if you want to make your day worse, you know, you wrestle, you wrestle Cam. Um, you know, I coached Cam at, uh, at Cornell. And he was, he was one of the first athletes that I've ever coached. Um, me and him, totally different styles, totally different styles. You know, I'm, I'm five ten. He's like six one. He's ankle picking guys. You know, uh, you know, I'm in there shooting high cross doubles and lifting guys. Completely different styles. Um, but the mindset, the mindset is very similar. Like I'm gonna rip your damn arm off. That's just the bottom line. Um, he wrestles a different pace than I did. Um, you know, I, I didn't wrestle that same high speed, uh, but 
we have a very similar upbringing, uh, you know, a lot, lot, a lot, a lot of similarities. And uh, he was one of the, the easiest, most fun athletes to coach because he, me and him, like I said, we were raised very similar. And um, when, you know, my dad, so my dad's name, is, my dad's name is Miles. Um, and uh, when, 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 Miles says jump, you say how high, all right? When Papa Joe Simez says jump, you say for how long? I'm gonna, you know, I mean, I, you just you just do it. And um, Cam was one of the easiest. He never stopped. He's the Energizer Bunny. And, you know, he would go out there and he was just relentless. I remember, I remember him wrestling guys and, they, and literally guys would have to crawl off the mat because they could not physically breathe or move anymore. And when he was a freshman, <clears throat> I mean, he wasn't even as, he wasn't even a big, he wasn't, even, he, he was a, he was an 84 pounder and we made him wrestle 97 and he didn't even hit 197 until the NCAA tournament. He weighed in and he, re, he made 197. He was, he was weighing like 190, you know, all season long and he makes it through the NCAA tournament and uh, he, he, he's an all American as a freshman. And I mean, you had to see some of these guys. I mean, you're talking about 97 pounders who are, who are seniors that are slapped together, built like brick houses and you got tall, you know, lanky Cam Simon out there. And he's literally just trying, you know, trying, trying to survive in some sense, but literally just gassing guys out. And um, I remember, uh, the night before I'm sitting out with Rob and our staff and I'm like, listen, we got to win at least one match on the front side and then get his butt in the backside. And he's just going to dog people out. You know, let's get him as far as we can in the front and then get him in the back and just, just start getting people tired. And uh, he ends up becoming an all American. One of the funniest things he ever said, he, he, uh, he's wrestling a guy, I think Halsey from Cal Poly for, for seventh, eighth, eighth. Now this dude, is slapped together i mean he looks like freaking uh a gladiator i mean dude is just huge cam goes out there and he get, he got beat up he got manhandled and uh he ends up losing he's an all-american he comes off the mat and he's got this smile on his face like do you believe what just happened to me out there and he comes over and he looks at me and he goes coach i think it's safe to say i did the best i could here today <laughs> and walks off the mat, and uh, I mean, because he physically was not in the same the same realm as 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 someone like that, you know. And uh, uh, over time, he just kept working and working and working. He was the type of kid that you had to back off. You had to tell him, "Hey, stop." You know, uh, he got injured a little bit throughout his career. Okay, we had to change things up for him. Uh, you know, he he was uh, he's that guy that um, he did what he was told. He was a soldier. I mean, a soldier like you wouldn't believe. And you tell him you're going to do X, Y, and Z. There was no deviation. Absolutely none. And it was amazing. I mean, he was, wow. Uh, coachable? You, you couldn't ask for a, a, a more coachable kid. Um, and, I mean, it showed throughout his career. I mean, he was, uh, that's, that's why he's here. That's why he's here, you know, at South Dakota State. You know, my relationship with him, uh, you know, and, and, you know, my relationship with, you know, with Cody and Chris, I mean, it's great. Um, uh, my relationship with Cam um, is different. 
it, it's very different because you know I was his coach and and he really trusted it he trusted and believed in in, in me and, and I did the same for him and it was a two-way street right um and I'll tell you right now I mean I'd, I'd lay my life down on the line for that guy and he would do the same because of that bond that we have and uh um it, it, it's so, and, and, and we don't always see eye to eye, you know what I mean? Any, any, um, any relationship, uh, you know, there's compromise and sometimes, and, uh, we don't always see eye to eye. And, and, you know, we, uh, we have our moments where it's a disagreement and, uh, you know, he'll have something to say about it and I'll say something and then, you know, hey, it's over with, it's over and done and we get back to work. But, um, you know, when, when this came about and I always told him, I said, Cam, you're going to get a call from me, you know, uh, you know, it's sometime, someday, and you know, you're going to be with me. I want you to coach with me and we're going to do something. And he's like, okay, coach, you know, he still calls me coach to this day and it pisses me off. Um, it's like, dude, I'm not your freaking coach, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but um, yeah, he still calls me coach. And so he's like, okay, coach, you just call me. And uh, I remember calling him and saying, Cam, um, I'm going to be going to South Dakota State, man. Uh, I need you. I need you to come. And uh, he's like, okay, you know, let's talk. Let's talk. And we, we kind of get through everything. And I'm, I get out to South Dakota and uh, um, I'm looking, you know, you know, around town and, you know, getting, you know, acclimated. And we've been talking this whole time. And uh, I go, okay, Cam, listen, here's the deal. Uh, he's got to wrap up some loose ends um, back where he's at. And then, you know, he's going to come out, you know, he's already said he's coming. Uh, I go, uh, so you, you know, you, you're going to be hired, but you got to, got you got to go through the process. You got to, you know, you got to go through the interview. It's a, you know, you got to, um, whether you come to campus or do the Skype or now it's zoom. Um, uh, so, I'm talking with HR and they're like, you know, does he want to come out and see the place? And I go, you know what? That's a freaking good question. I've never asked him. So I get on the phone and I'm like, I'm like, Cam, um, you know, you got to go through the process. Uh, you can do the zoom calls or, or Skype calls. I said, you know, do you want to come out and see the place? You know, we'll fly you out. And he was like, he goes, he goes, coach, he goes, is it good enough for you? And I go, well, yeah. He goes, okay, it's good enough for me like didn't even question it. Right. And, uh, that's the kind of, you know, you know, man, he is the loyalty that he has. And, uh, again, maybe I'm, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Uh, but I've been, I've had, I've had amazing people that have been, I've been able to, you know, be surrounded by and, and, uh, um, be involved with. And, you know, Cam is one of those, those people that, um, absolutely amazing he's salt of the earth and uh i feel like we've put together a staff of very like mind and uh, uh like emotion people that uh, it's about these kids and uh they're, they're just great human beings and, and people that i'm not just saying this because i have them here and trying to promote them and, and you know give them give them anything more than is not true uh but I can give them my kid and I'd be fine with them raising them. I mean, like, that's how, that's how, that's how much I believe and trust, you know, in them. And, uh, Cam is right up there, man. He is, he is one of the absolute best. He seems super intense. What little I've ever talked to him and <laughs> seen him on the, <laughs> on the radio show and stuff. He, he can be, he's very, um, he's very thorough, right? He's very thorough with, uh, there's nothing rarely 
there is nothing that comes out of that guy's mouth that has not been thought about multiple times. And it's a very educated response. Um, He is very analytical when it comes to that. Um, So yeah, you could say, you know, it comes across as intense. Uh, I know Cam. Um, uh, I've known Cam for a long time. And uh, yeah, that's him. Stop being a dork. It it was pretty interesting down here at the uh, Southeast Staters meeting. We had down a pizza ranch, him and him and Cody were down here. And it's kind of a dichotomy because he's Mr. Oh, yeah. Compliance. And Cody's like, oh, can, can I say that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they are, uh, they're a funny duo. You know, <laughs> you get them together, they're actually pretty good. They're roommates too, by the way. So, uh, uh, yeah. That's cool. Along those lines, uh, tell us what you can about recruiting class for next year and what, what impact we might expect. Um, so, so our first recruiting class that we had, we had, we brought in uh, what a total of 14 kids. So we brought in a ton of kids. So this, this, this recruiting class that's coming is, is not big. It's small. Um, we only have, uh, so we're doing a couple different things. Um, uh, we have uh, four. Um, uh, one of them is coming off a gray shirt, not a red shirt. Um, then uh, we're gray shirting one that's coming in. Uh, so he's not technically coming into South Dakota state. Um, but we, 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 we picked up a couple kids out of Iowa, uh, Minnesota and uh, state champs, um, you know, that uh, I'm really, really looking forward to getting them here and, and starting to work. Um, so this class is small um, because we didn't need, we didn't have a whole lot of need, uh, you know, our car, our, our large group is so young that, um, you know, we really, we really kind of focused small, really did. Um, and right now, uh, we're building on, um, we're building on our 2021 class and we have a handful of commitments out of there. Um, that class, uh, is shaping up to be, uh, it's not going to be a big one either. It's going to be a, you know, probably around five, five ish, um, give or take. And that's going to be, you know, another, another solid, solid recruiting class. And, uh, you know, a lot of these kids, um, we're starting, you know, we're starting to, our, our main, our main area is, is regional right now. I mean, there's a lot of good kids out of Minnesota, Iowa. Um, you know, there's some out of South Dakota, uh, you know, so we're really sticking regional. Um, and we're starting to branch out. We're starting to branch out and getting, you know, looking into Ohio and uh, looking into some of the East Coast, East Coast, uh, <clears throat> you know, but that just like anything else, that, that, that takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time because, you know, uh, uh, most people from the Midwest know about South Dakota and what to expect. Right. Um, you know, they told me it was cold in Minnesota. All right. They told me it was cold and I'm like, <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. We get snow, you know, I mean, how cold can it get? <laughs> Not the same, uh, is it? <laughs> and I go, to, I go to Minnesota and my car won't start. And so like, uh, yeah, that's cold, man. Right. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't expect that. So, um, you know, I think, uh, as we continue to grow and develop and get better and, uh, you know, really start to put, uh, South Dakota state back on the map and, and, and contending for, you know, championships and, and all Americans and national titles, uh, uh, that stuff kind of goes away and, um, you know, the, getting the facility built is a, a major factor and, uh, you know, all that 
all that other, you know, outside things kind of get pushed off to the side and uh, they see what really what they're there for. They're there for their academics and their, and their athletics. So um, yeah, it's uh, we got, we got a nice class coming in. We're, we're continually building for that 2021 class. So uh, Nick Casperson from Beersford, he went out to Fresno state. He's back in South Dakota state now. How's he looking? Where do you see him fitting in it? Um, I love Nick, man. He's a good kid. Um, yeah. you know, he, uh, he goes, out to, goes out to, you know, Fresno and then, um, you know, it, it uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't for him. Right. I mean, he, he's a Midwest kid and, and, uh, going out to California, um, culture is a little bit different. And, um, he, he really missed, he really missed being where, you know, back in the Midwest. Um, so the opportunity uh, presented itself and, uh, you know, we got a hold of him and said, Hey, Nick, listen, you know, we'd love for you to come back and, uh, be, be, be a jackrabbit. And, uh, he said, yeah. And, uh, we were able to get him back. Um, <clears throat> he's got, he's got a, he's got great, um, you know, you hear it all the time. You hear like, Oh, guy's got great feel right um <clears throat> you could say that i like to say you know anticipation really because uh you're really anticipating everything the guy's doing and then you can adjust and that dude's anticipation is is is, is great it really is um so i'm excited you know this past year um you know he, he had knee surgery so uh <clears throat> so he'll get that year back because it was taken away um, so he'll, he'll be coming in as a technically a freshman eligibility wise. Um, and the goal, the goal for him is to go 84. Uh, that's the goal. And, uh, you know, he is getting healthy. Uh, you know, surgery went well and we're kind of taking our time with it because he's kind of a little injury prone in some regard. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing with him is, uh, really his training and training him appropriately not you know <clears throat> this is one of the things that i learned um kind of early early on in, in my dad right uh my dad was my coach growing up and you know I'm, i i can recall and remember him saying you know you, you don't train you know a, a, a clydesdale like a thoroughbred and vice versa um and we have a mixture of that we do. And, uh, I think everybody needs something a little bit different. Uh, we still have a standard, right? You still have your standard in what every, every, every athlete should be able to handle and do, but then you have your, your, your individual kind of training regimens that really get people to hit those spikes and, and, and peak. So, um, he just needs to be a little bit more focused. We need to focus a little bit more with that, with him, um, and realize, <clears throat> when his body is starting to break down that, okay, we change it up a little bit. We do something different and not really kind of keep hammering at home and being part of my language, being dumb. Right. And, and just saying, you know what, this is how it's done. This is what we're going to do. No, no, like we have to be creative. Um, and so I think he's one of those guys that needs that. And if we can, if we, if we can manage that, I think he's going to be fine. And I think, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for what he, uh, what he brings to the table. Um, but managing him is going to be, uh, going to be the biggest, the biggest part. 
How often do you uh, participate in any drills or, or work, like wrestle with the upper weight yeah. guys? Um, so, so I, I'm to a point now where Old man I, strength, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do, I do one or the other, right? If uh, if I'm gonna drill with a guy, um, drilling I I think is harder than wrestling because I can control the pace of when I wrestle. And uh, drilling, it's constant, it's one after the other after the other. So I'm freaking tired, man. Like, you know, you get, you get older. I mean, I, I just turned 40 and, uh, you know, I, I, trying to still wrestle. So um, <clears throat> I like, uh, I, I will get in there with the guys as, as much as I, as, as I can. Um, usually Cam is wrestling, Cody is wrestling, Chris is wrestling. So I'm stuck on the whistle and, uh, you know, running practices. <clears throat> but um, when it comes down to live wrestling, I try and jump in there as much as I can. Um, I make a joke. I, you know, I tell people, you know, I say, I don't call what I do wrestle anymore. Um, it's more like surviving, but I'm really good at surviving. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get in there. I get in there and mix it up with them. Um, I can still wrestle and uh, it's fun. It really is because when we're one of the very few sports, right? I mean, I don't see any football coaches putting the pads on and be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> you know, basketball coaches, I don't see them sitting out there playing, you know, going up against their guys or I don't see baseball coaches throwing pitches and, and hitting balls. And, you know, you don't see a lot of that in a lot of other sports where wrestling it's very hands-on. So, you get such a great understand understanding, maybe a perspective uh, when you get your hands on a guy. And, you know, I tell people, people have heard this story. I knew nothing about Tanner Sloan. I didn't even know who he was. And Cody Caldwell, you know, was recruiting, recruiting, you know, recruit him forever. And, and, you know, Cody's like, dude, we got to get this guy. We got to get him. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I trust you, you know, let's go. And, and, uh, we end up, you know, we end up getting him to sign in, in, in April. And, um, I watched him wrestle and I was like, okay, you know, he's not bad. He's not bad. And then we get him to campus and, uh, I got to wrestle with him. And the second he put his hand on me, I was like, oh boy. I was like, this dude's got something like, you, you know, so you, you would never know that unless you get in there and you do it, <clears throat> you know? So, um, yeah, it's good. You know, I, I, I do try and get in there as much as I can. Uh, obviously my staff does, does it a lot more because, uh, you know, someone's got to run practice and, uh, you know, after, after I get a, a nice long go with, you know, Carlson or Sloan or Walters or, you know, some of the you know, middleweight guys, um, there was a couple of times this year where I literally, the whistle blew at the end of like, a. 20, 30 minutes ago, and I'm like crawling off the mat, and I needed about a half hour to recover. Like, uh, because these guys don't get it, man. Like, I'm getting, I'm getting a little older, and these guys are young, and some of them don't freaking stop. And it's like, hey, look, I don't, I, I'm not looking to win any titles here, right? I got no shame, all right. So I'll give up takedown. Like, I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm good, man. You know. Uh, but no, it's fun. It really is when, you, when you're able to mix it up and get in there and, and really work with those guys. You know, we all do individuals with our guys. So we have a, a handful of guys that, you know, we go in, you know, during, don't do it now because we can't go into, go into the office, but, you know, during the season and, and you know, uh, 
we get in, do one-on-ones with guys and we're drilling and going over areas, technique and stuff. So it's, um, we do a lot of that. Um, I wish that's the one part I miss most, uh, is going from, you know, my position before to a head coach. Um, it comes with the territory, the more, more, the more responsibilities, uh, whether it be administrative, uh, administrative roles and fundraising and all that kind of stuff. Um, I miss the being in the trenches more with, with these kids, you know, and that's what Cam and Cody and Chris do. Uh, so I, you know, it frees up my time more to do the fundraising and the, the administrative and the alumni development. So, um, the role switched a little bit, but, um, I still, I, I, I get in there, you know, as much as I can. I'd say don't be giving Coach Eck any 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 ideas. I think he'd put the pads on in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned some fundraising hat that you have to put on every once in a while. I'm just going to tell everybody out there, if you haven't been to the golf tournament or the VIP party at the night, you're missing out. I'm just going to tell you that right now because they are both a blast to attend. Yeah. But uh, what's that done for our program, those two events, for sure? Um, so – everything now um so wrestling is a little different uh a different nca nca sport than most um we are one of the the few sports that you know we're an olympic sport and we have uh we have student athletes um that are are making world and olympic teams while in college and you know mainly after college so providing them opportunities to train is uh is huge and so that's why, you know, we have it's what's called an RTC. It's a regional training center. And so uh, our RTC um, is basically there's a club that is attached to our, to our RTC. And that is our Jackrabbit Wrestling Club, which is, uh, I guess you guess it's a separate entity of SDSU Wrestling. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's... Um, we use that to be able to <clears throat> bring people in, um, you know, from, from a senior level standpoint and to provide training outside of the collegiate season for our current student athletes. Like, for example, Tanner Sloan made the junior world team. He represented when he went to the U.S. Nationals, he represented the Jack Rabbit Wrestling Club. Uh, you know, Jack Rabbit Wrestling Club was able to fund and pay for his training expenses, you know, to, to Vegas for the Nationals. Um, you know, we take you know, the Jack Rabbit Wrestling Clubs take care, t- takes care of all that. Uh, we also sent a handful uh, of kids out there. I mean, we took we took, I don't know, 15, 16 guys last summer to the uh, to the um, University Nationals in Akron, Ohio. You know, the JWC and those events you just mentioned you know, uh, fund some of those trips that we have. Um, and they all represent the Jack Rabbit wrestling club. And then, you know, we were able to get Tanner to the world team trials. Um, you know, he goes to the world team trials. He represents the Jack Rabbit wrestling club. He wins the world team trials and he makes the junior world team. And now he's representing the United States of America and, uh, you know, South Dakota state Jack Rabbit wrestling club is, is tied to that. You know, um, we also, he, he also won a Pan American championships down in Guatemala that the Jack Rabbit wrestling club funded for him to go down it so every every dollar raised um in regard to you know some of those events and the jack rabbit wrestling club it goes back to our athletes um that's what it's for i mean and if you don't have it 
um, it's like keeping up with the Joneses, right? If you don't have it, you're getting left. You're getting left behind because every big program uh, has has an RTC. They have funding uh, for the training. And uh, we need to have these things to be able to compete on, uh, you know, on the, on the collegiate level and, and beyond because you're, you're recruiting a kid. I mean, you're talking about the best kids in the country and 90% of them wrestle all year. You know, this isn't a seasonal deal. You know, they wrestle all year long and uh, the Olympic styles are freestyle and Greco. Well, you know, the, the, the college styles, collegiate or amateur, or not even amateur, or folk style. Um, so it's a different style. And, and when you're recruiting some of the best guys in, in, in the country, every one of them, you know, usually wrestles over the summer and they wrestle freestyle Greco. So, um, you know, they're looking, you know, to go to a program that, yeah, obviously they want to be an all American national champion, but they also have aspirations of being an Olympian and, you know, being an Olympic and world champion. So you got to be able to provide those opportunities to them. And you do that through your, your Jack Robert wrestling club, your regional training center. So um, it is absolutely vital that we have those events that we do the fundraising for that um, to be able to support um, our, our guys' dreams and goals, uh, you know, uh, above the the collegiate, the collegiate, I guess, atmosphere, the collegiate um, situation. Because if if whoever Tanner Sloan made, you know, if he was trying to make an Olympic team, the SDSU can't cannot pay for that. That's an I mean that that is. SCSU is a Division One NCAA sport, you know, university. Um, and wrestling is, you know, NCAA sport. They don't, they don't pay for, um, you know, the outside competition, you know, and that would be labeled outside competition. You know, it's a completely different style, right? So um, we got to have funding uh, for those things. Yep. You know, Coach, I like to go fishing. Oh, yeah, baby. So – you bet, but I want I want your permission. Can I have Tanner Cook's left leg to use as bait the next time I go out? <laughs> uh, I just need it because I know it's going to catch some big fish. You know, we sat here. We sat here. It was one of them. I live in Flandreau. Couldn't make it up to Brookings. They shut down the interstate that night for the for the match. And I'm sitting here going, there is no way that coach is going to let that kid shoot on him. No way. <laughs> Every no time. No way. And that leg just sits out there. So my mind. I don't get it, right? I don't get it. So uh everybody knows and and trust me, I've heard it. I've heard everybody talk about it. You know, it's like, can he do anything else? Uh, you know, um he you know, he's a junk wrestler, he's this, he's that. It's like, listen, let me tell you something. A junk wrestler hits a slew of different things and you know they 50 50 they work right um he hits his i don't know if you call it a high flyer or whatever uh he hits that like people hit their high crotch okay and when he gets it he usually scores i would love to see the percentages and then you sit there and you ask yourself it's like what are these other coaches thinking have they not watched him wrestle? <laughs> right? It's like, 
it's like, and, and again, I'm not a sports guy. All right. I, I rarely watch football and basketball and all that. I, I, I don't, my wife can tell you every name on the Vikings line, the Vikings team. I mean, uh, is uh, Warren Moon still playing for the Vikings? I don't know. All right. But. Uh, Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre. Okay. But I remember, okay, uh, Randy Moss, right? Let's take Randy Moss. And it's like, you know, at one point in time, I think, he, you know, he was pretty darn good. And it's like, you've seen what he does. Are you going to throw double coverage on him or are you going to be stupid? And you're going to say, no, nah, we're going to do single coverage. And you get burned every time. All right. Don't cut your nose off despite your face. Okay. So when you're out there and you're wrestling and it's like, is this guy really going to shoot on him? And you know what? It's like, holy crap. The kid just shot. And it's like, whoop, there he goes. You know, he gets flipped over. And I'm like, man, I know wrestlers are stubborn. I know. Cause I, I'm one. Right. But, um, we don't have to be stupid. Right, yeah, it change a little bit, and just so, hope no one from other schools are listening to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but no, and, and so like people were like, oh, you know, he, he, he's only doing it. You know, he, he'll catch them the first time. You know, well, I I thought the same thing a little bit, and then all of a sudden he wrestles K Straw again at the Big Twelves. Guess what? He pins K Straw. Um, you know, then he wrestled uh, the Kemp from Fresno State. Um, it was a, it was a high scoring match, a duel at home and he wrestles, wrestles them at the big 12s. Well, hits him with everything again, pins him again. Um, you know, it's like, it, it's, he, he continually does the things that he does. He's very, very good. Look at Jason, uh, not Jason, Dylan, Dylan Ness from, from Minnesota. He lived you know, in, in that, in that high flyer situation. And I mean, he was a, I don't know how many time all American, I think he was a national finalist. Right. I mean, he, they're good at what they do. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, John Smith hitting a low single. He's good at what he does. Right. And, uh, they're going to continue to do it until it doesn't work. And, um, one of the easiest ways for it not to work, don't shoot. And if you don't shoot, you're kind of stalling, right? You're just going to like back up. So it kind of works in his favor in some regard. So uh, yeah, man, don't just keep doing what you're doing and, and we'll make the adjustments as, as time goes on, but he's got offense. If you come to the room and watch practice, I mean, he's, he's in there, he's scrapping, he's shooting, he's doing all that, but it's like anything else in life, right? Uh, you always revert back to what you're comfortable doing. And uh, when, when, when in those moments, he knows how he's so confident in what he does. He knows he can get it. And so, hell yeah, he's going to keep going back to the well, man. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. So we got this match coming up. It's three one-minute periods. Yeah. And it's a round-robin match between you, Cody, oh, Cam, wow. Sloan, and Roder. <laughs> Who wins? Who wins? Well, I'm gonna tell what, you what I'm order. Gonna, I'm, gonna tell you, I, I'm gonna whoop all their butts. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm the old dog. Okay, so I'm uh, I still got tricks up my sleeve. Uh, Rodert's young, and uh, he, damn man, he don't stop. Like I mean, literally, he's physical. He's strong. Um, you know, uh, he doesn't he doesn't stop. Um, you know, you got Sloan, right? Sloan, you did say Sloan, right? Okay. Yep. Sloan, uh, when he gets his hands on you, it's like, it's like vice grips. It's like, get the hell off me. Um, and if he gets on top, 
oh my god you I mean you might as well just put a saddle on your back and uh because you're gonna you're gonna expend so much energy trying to get away so everybody has their own their own little their own little quirks you know cam cam cam's like the energizer bunny he's gonna he, he's gonna bounce around he's gonna go ankle picks and all that kind of stuff uh, where Cody's freaking powerful. He gets in on your legs. He, he's going to score. He's going to get up and get through you. Um, I think, I think um, I'm too fast for Sloan, um, you know, cause white lightning, I'm going to just white, <laughs> white lightning. Yeah. Um, uh, rotor. Uh, I think I can match rotor strength. So he's going to tire himself out and I'm not going to move that much. So he's going to really try and force and horse me and he'll tire himself out. So I'll get that one. Uh, Cam, I'm just so much stronger than Cam, and he's gonna run around. It's gonna be like you ever see those old old movies where they put their hand on the head, and the guy's gonna like this. So I'll just do that to Cam, even though I can't even, wait till Cam hears this. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> even though he's like six one and I'm like five ten, I'll just put my hand on his head, uh, but he won't get tired. So I'm gonna have to really catch him. Uh, so when he like swings one time, I'll probably have to you know you know, duck that side and I'll take him out. And then, uh, and then Cody, Cody's going to be a challenge because, uh, the dude, the dude is like, I think he's training for like a, a, a triathlon or something like that. Uh, you know, the dude works out 24 seven. Uh, he eats weights. Um, so he's, he'll probably, he'll probably, he'll probably stand out there and mix it up with me, but I'm, I'm older. I, I got way more wisdom than him. So, uh, he'll make, he'll make a mistake and I'll catch him on it. So, I mean, I think it's a no brainer, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come out on top of this one, boys. Uh, <laughs> I like it. We didn't have any doubt. Yeah. Oh boy. You, you got any funny or cool stories, uh, from your time wrestling at SDSU that can be shared kind of the kind of the bread and butter of a podcast is a little bit of inside information. And obviously there's uh, things you can share and things <laughs> you maybe shouldn't and things you can't. So, no, let's go. you know, I think, um, you know, my time, my time as a, I guess, a competitor, um, you know, you, you have stories from every, every, every place. Right. Uh, and you know, some are, some are great, some are inappropriate. Uh, but um you know I, I i would i would have to say probably one of the funnier ones that uh so as you can see uh, me and steve go to the same barber um yep and he does by, by the way do you have uh you know do you have any stitches on the back there oh uh, i do i do they're up here somewhere when i put my head open uh i've got five times yeah so i always make a joke um I always make a joke about high school. So uh, there was a picture being passed around a little bit. Um, someone found a picture of me in my senior year in high school and I had blonde hair, like bleach blonde hair. Um, and I, I make the joke, um, you know, I, I, uh, we, my, my senior year now, um, my, my, my dad, you know, he, he was very big on, you know, appearance and, and, you know, carrying yourself the right way and all this kind of stuff. And when my team, came up and they were like, Hey, listen, we need to dye our hairs blonde, you know, going into the district tournament. And I was like, there ain't no shot in heck. My, my dad's going to go for that one, pal. And they're like, Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll convince them. We'll convince them. And I'm like, yeah, you try. So, uh, sure enough, my team, they go over to my house and they, they convince my freaking dad to let me dye my hair bleach blonde. Well, I blame them for this right now because it, it, it literally, it was like platinum. Like, I don't know what the hell they put in my head, but uh, it was like white. 
and I swear the hair just started falling out. So it's, it, it's not a genetic thing. It's a, it's a, a mishap with dyeing somebody's hair. So all you people that, that, that uh, like to dye your heads, you know, be warned now. All right. This could happen. This is a side effect of, uh, of letting people dye your head. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I guess we're, we're, we're past two and a half hours here. I think, uh, oh, like, wow. yeah, wow. Well, bunch of old wrestlers. We could talk wrestling all night. Right. So, I know. I don't know. I know. It's, uh, sure. Surely like <laughs> to thank you and your family for giving you our, giving us a couple hours of your life and some of the insights. Uh, no Hopefully maybe we can have you back again in the future. And yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I appreciate it guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, I, I am, uh, we did a zoom we did a zoom recruiting call the other day and um it went it went over three hours and um and then i got my staff saying dude you need to shut up like because i'll just i'll just talk like i i got a problem like it, it, it it's hard to shut it off my wife my wife says the same thing they're like you know these people wanted to leave about a half hour ago but you won't stop talking so uh, I have a problem. So you can cut me off at any point in time, and uh, we're good. So no, no, you fit in fit in with uh, me and the, and the rest of South Dakota for sure that way. Nice. Just nice. it's hard for us when we're on a podcast. You know, I mean, the point is to let you talk. So. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Takedown, a Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast. Please reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Slosho, S-L-O-S-H-O, and Steve is at GolfForFood80. Let us know if there's any topics or anything that you would like to discuss. Also, if you have anyone that you'd like to have us interview dealing with South Dakota State Wrestling. Thanks again, and have a great rest of your day.